You got the ball? Shot. Touch the ball. Don't touch the ball. I know nothing else. It's all about the ball. It's all about the ball. There we go. There you go. Hey guys, for the second straight weekend, another exciting, exhilarating game. But our Falcons suck. We lost. The Falcons came out on the short end. I maintain. If you wrote my read my column that I wrote this morning, the Falcons are one play away from winning that game yesterday. We can go through a handful of plays. Sure. In fact, you look at the three losses they have, they were a play away in each one of those. Mm -hmm. They could be sitting at 4-0. Fans don't want to hear it, but that's the truth. We're going to talk about that. Dave, you're going to talk a little bit about, hey, the season's not over, and DJ, you got hope for the defense. I do. But first, you are listening to Falcons Audible, presented by AT&T. I'm Matt Tabeek, DJ Shockley, Dave Archer. We're here. Fellas. Let's talk about that game. Uh, look, the, the offense is playing lights out. Everybody's talking about the defense though right now. 80 points, 80 points in the last two games. Not good. Yeah. Um, crazy stat for you, ready for this? Since 1940, teams scoring 36 plus points at home with zero turnovers are 402 and four. Mm. Who, are the, who are two of those teams? The Falcons, the last two weeks. How mind-boggling is that? Yeah, I don't, want to, I don't want to get into statistics because that drags us back to a couple of years ago when we were supposed to do something that uh, was against the odds. Uh, it's so mind-boggling, let's throw the, let's throw the odds out. No question about it's it. It's crazy. I mean, um, I think you, you used the word uh, warts, and there are some with this defense. No question about it. I mean, you're beat I used up. them offset, by the way, but yeah, go ahead. Okay, he yeah. used them offset. <laughs> I'm going to give him credit for it. See me giving him credit? It'll be the last time I do it today. Um, but this is We're a loved, this man. is a defense that's trying to struggle to reestablish some kind of identity shock, and so now you're you're trying to adjust with different personnel, playing different positions. I, I thought that they tried to do some stuff in the first half yesterday that just didn't fit. There yeah. was a couple guys that didn't carry a couple verticals. There was some lack of communication. You had uh, Nickelback playing safety. You had corners playing inside. Whose fault is that? Well, I don't think it's anybody's fault. Well, I think sure it's, it is. Well, no, 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 no. It's not oh, come anybody's on. fault. It's oh, these on. guys are in different spots that they're not used to playing. You're what? talking about having like you talk. Trufon hasn't been a constant nickel player for I don't know how long. All guys they practice at it, but they're not consistently playing this spot. So it's not like it's their particular fault. It's they're just not used to it. It's yeah, and I think you fault. have to look at it. That's is someone's job. fault. It, it's, it's the guy that's playing, and it's the guy that's putting him in that position. Okay, if you want to put your finger on somebody, so you want to blame the coaches, you want to blame the players, sure, you can throw it out there. But what you have to take into consideration is you lost three Pro Bowl caliber players are no gone doubt. off your team. No so doubt. I've got to do some stuff. I've got to kind of mix it up a little bit. If we just stand pat and sit there and not try to do anything different, then the result's going to be the same. That's beating your head against the wall. So they did try to switch it up. All of a sudden, Brian Poole's in the plane in the back mm-hmm. end, and True's playing inside, mm-hmm. tried to mix it up. And then they even did that even further in the second half where we went man coverage across the board. We don't do that. Yeah, Arch, you and I talked at halftime, if you remember. We said, hey, if they don't make some kind of change, philosophical something, yeah. this team is they're, – they're not going to stop them. I mean, Andy Dalton's a good quarterback, but they made him look – but, but that's where and they did. That's and they, where did. I, they did. They went to man and some bump and run and that's where mixed I believe in the zone again. There's yeah. hope for this defense because 
when you look at the first half of you playing so much zone and you see him just running up and down the field. Looks like 707. Nobody's, mm -hmm. like Art said, nobody's getting hands on anybody. Nobody's rerouting any routes. And then the second half, you go to a totally opposite defense of what you used to since Coach Quinn has been here. Since he's been coaching in this style of defense, he does something totally different. They play man defense for that majority of that second half. It just gives you hope that, hey, they're not stuck in their way. You see some coaches who come in the league and it's their style, it's their way, and that's the way it goes. I love the way they changed that at halftime and said, hey, these guys aren't made for that right now. Until yeah. we figure it out, until these guys play in this style a little bit more or they can work together more, that style that they're used to is not going to work, and that's why you got to go to something else. To the you, you, oh, go ahead, Dave. And you ultimately lost the football game, no question. But let's right. look, if you really want to kind of boil it down, what happened. First half, you pretty much get run out of your own building. They put 28 wow. points on the board, okay? Answer, and you couldn't yeah. stop them. You change up your first series of downs, a three and out with a sack on the quarterback. You hadn't even been near the quarterback. Why is pass rush not getting home? One of, it, one of the reasons is, is because we play soft in the secondary in the first time. half, and Dalton's dumping the ball out. It's quick passing, three-step passing, even out of the gun, getting the ball out. And when he wants to throw the ball down the field, nobody's rerouting people, so it's clean looks and getting the ball out. Change that in the second half. Disrupted pass routes coming off the ball. Now, all of a sudden, the pass rush can get home because Dalton's holding. That was some of our keys this week. If you look at AtlantaFalcons.com, we provide those keys every week. That was one of the keys. Can you make Dalton hold it? You did in the second half. Who provides those keys? Uh, I can't remember who he is. Some He's guy. some guy that's been around here for yeah. a little while. But anyway, that was that was part of what you needed to do was to yeah. keep him to uh, get him to hold the football. Now, the next question is, and I'm sure you guys have gotten it, why don't you do that all the time? <laughs> okay, one reason, there's several reasons. One, you're vulnerable to the run game. Shot can tell you. If you're playing man coverage on a four-wide set, I don't have to block the four guys that are playing man-to-man. -man. They're going to block themselves. We saw one play where Giovanni Bernard got to the edge. That's because the guy outside receiver came inside to block one of our linebackers, who, by the way, had Giovanni Bernard in man coverage. He blocked the linebacker. Well, his cover guy came with him. So he just blocked two guys without even having to block the corner, and Giovanni Bernard was outside. So you're vulnerable against the run. Okay, and you also are going to commit more pass interference calls because it's tighter coverage, and there's going to be a problem with that. So that's why you have to mix it up. Let's, and you know, we sometimes we forget <laughs> the Bengals are a good team. Yeah. They're a balanced team. Giovanni Bernard, their backup, had a career day the last time he faced the Falcons. He's a good back. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Mixon didn't play. He's a he's a freak. But Tyler Boyd, Boyd, excuse me, Tyler Eifer, who went out hurt with the broken yeah. ankle. Mm -hmm. um, A.J. Green, I mean, and John Ross, those, that's, that's a legitimate receiving core. So let's give them a little bit of credit, too. But, yeah, mm -hmm. your points are all spot on, I think, Dave. Um, you want to talk a little bit about the scheme, though. Um, and there, there's some glimmers of hope with this, this defense. Well, and, and not, not even to mention Tack McKinley, who came in, breathed some life into this pass rush, had three sack, a three sack day, um, which was just great to see. Um, yeah, go ahead. I think it goes back to kind of what we just talked about with Arch and the, how when you have time in the backfield for a quarterback to sit back there and survey the field. And if, if you're playing zone, that's what the Falcons did. Majority of that first half was you're playing off coverage. You're just seeing things in front of you and mm -hmm. there's no reroute. When we say reroute, that means if a guy's in the seam and he's running up the seam, if nobody puts hands on him and changes the pace of which his route is going, 
then he's going to get up on that safety so much quicker. And they did that so many times where just imagine two guys in the seam, they're running right down the middle of the field and KZ's in the middle of the field. He has to choose which side or which guy he's going to take. Mm -hmm. And now you get a veteran quarterback who says, okay, I'll look left. And then I know I got a seam going down the right side. I look left. KZ has to go left because that's where his eye is going to take him. And boom, you hit the seam going down the right side. In the second half, I thought they did a better job of rerouting, getting their hands on and playing tighter man coverage, which allows your defensive front. Now they can get to him more because he's got to hold it for an extra second now. With zone, he knows exactly where the ball should go because they're playing off coverage. You can get it to him right now. When you play man, the reroute, all that kind of stuff happens a lot faster for a quarterback, and he has to hold on to it just a second more, and that gives your guys like tack to get around there. Let me ask you a question. Okay, is the silver lining here then potentially that you always kind of knew your guys could play that way, right? but you weren't willing to kind of put them in that position, and we had to go to that because you, nothing else was working. Are you now willing, if you're Marquand Manuel, to bring some five, six-man pressures, meaning you're going to try to heat the quarterback up with more guys yeah. because you you trust yeah. those guys in the back end a little bit more? And I think that's the biggest part of it is now you understand these guys can do this. Like you saw for a whole half, third quarter, they didn't score any points. I mean, that's, that's making major adjustments. That's coming into a game not knowing if they can hold up. Yeah. And that's why you played that because you wanted the communication to be right on the back end. You got a bunch of guys in a bunch of spots that weren't used to playing in, and a lot of teams want to see how you line up to certain things. And if you lined up differently or you didn't line up correctly or in the right time, they could really expose you. So I thought that was the, the plan in the first half. In the second half, like you just talked about, Archie, if you have the opportunity to play man coverage and you can play it at a high level, it helps those guys up front. And now you can bring blitzes. Now you can bring pressures because you know your safeties, your corners can come down. They can hold up, and you don't have to worry about them getting beat I'll for the big what, play. tell you what, a premium, Matt, a premium for this is going to be that Marquand Manuel, just like we expect from Steve Sarkeesian, there's going to be a premium on play calling. When you play the way we play uh, originally with all our players on the field, you could kind of defend on the guys you drafted because of their athleticism to play right. the softer look and go get people. Now – I'm going to have to be a little bit more of the laboratory code on trying to design stuff to help you win, put guys in position. So you're really going to have to mix and match. So a premium on play calling defensively. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to do something. It'll be interesting to see if they do play a lot more man or some man or mix it in, uh, you know, with, with Pittsburgh coming up. But be, they're going to have to do something. Let me I mean, add one more last 80 points is, in the last two games, it's just, yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's you, ridiculous. Can't, you can't win, you can't win giving games. up 80 points. 80 points is not going to get it done. Uh, one last thing I want to add about this man coverage is we'll let you is I appreciate that. Um, Make it quick though. No, I got to think about it. No, but when you're playing a quarterback <laughs> like Andy Dalton, who you know is going to be right in that pocket, he, he scrambled a few times. Red Red he scrambled a few times, but you know a guy like him is going to be there, so you're not worried too much about him running. But he made some plays guy, with his legs yesterday. He, he made one or two, but you playing a guy this week coming up that. We know he likes to ad lib, so it's going to be a little different. Like you said, it's going to come to bringing pressures, trying to contain him more than a guy like Andy Dalton, who yeah, he's going to hold on to it to the last possible moment inside the pocket. The guy we're going to play next week is more like a tree back there. Yes, um, he is. <laughs> but we'll get to him in a second. Let's do that. Um, last thought on this game. I mean, the offense is just playing. I mean, Matt Ryan, he's the first quarterback in NFL history to throw for 350 yards. Um, three passing touchdowns, no INTs, and lose those games. Oh, it's it's uh, unbelievable. It was perfect right until the last part. The last part you said, losing both games. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's, it's 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 crazy. He's playing at a high level, Matt. No and, question and about it. And you know what? The, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Calvin Ridley too. I mean, the, well, I the mean, question I'm getting, Matt, is why is Julio not scoring touchdowns and Calvin Ridley is? And yeah. the reason that is is because well, <laughs> let's flip it over. Why is Calvin Ridley scoring touchdowns? Yeah. Well, because number eleven is also on the field. You don't, I, Logan I don't know. Paulson I, hadn't scored a touchdown since 2014. Why do you think he was wide open down the scene? Because of Calvin Ridley and Julio over. Jones. I think that would be more of an issue if they were struggling in the red zone. They are, they've, the last three games, they're 11 to 13, 85% conversion rate in the red zone, which is phenomenal, especially when you consider what everyone was saying after game one. I mean, Steve Sarkeesian is doing a hell of a job. But Julio, he's averaging better than 19 yards per mm-hmm. catch. He had almost 200 yards receiving yesterday. I'm not worried about him. The touchdowns will come. Julio's a, a different breed because every time he touches the football, he's not one of the guys who's going to just fall to the ground. He catches the football and he's going to turn oh. and run for another five, six yards and run through a couple guys. I mean, the plays he's that are designed for yeah. him and what Sarkeesian has done are plays that allow him to, to, to really be good in space. And, and, and if you look at the bigger picture of whenever they try to stretch the field, yeah. Julio is the deep over guy. He's the deep post guy. And whenever you see, there's two guys on him. So that's why you see Sanu catch the big over route. Or you see uh, Calvin catch the, the out and up because he's got man coverage because the safety shaded over to the two receiver side to where Julio is. It's, a, it's an effect of both guys and – Teams are going to have to figure out which guy do you want to allow you to get beat. You're going to have to – we're – yeah, we're raining accolades on the offense, and rightly so. Rightfully they've played, so. They've, they've played well. They've played really well. But uh, as much as we're raining on the defense and just – the offense had two opportunities to close the game out. Oh, yeah. No, I don't and want to make it seem like it's all on the defense inside here. the 10-yard yeah. line. Four that plays, has to be a touchdown. Yards, yeah. you, we cannot have the – holding penalties in the plus territory you get two holding penalties the, uh, inside the holding call that we ended up no, settling Jake, for three J- is, both is, times yeah yeah matthews yeah. is called for holding on the after the block punt yeah busco gets called for holding yeah. at the last drive yeah. both those keep you probably keep you out of the end zone yep okay so as much as and as good as we're operating it could be better. Well, how about the overthrow to Austin Hooper in the back of the end zone, too? He was open, too. He was. Yeah, but why are you third and 19 in that situation? I agree. but Because you got a holding penalty inside the 10-yard line. Yeah. So, yes, Ryan's got to make that throw. I think he's trying to be careful with the football there. I thought he was overly careful. Probably could have stuck it on Hooper with the safety closing over the top. It's he funny. You know, I, t- you talk to, I talk to offensive coaches and defensive coaches. They'll always point – at their own, t- their sure. own unit. And Raheem Morris, you know, I was talking to him this morning. They don't want to point at the defense. They'll point at themselves. Sure. And yeah. so there were no, there was a handful of things that they could have done, just to, to add to your point. But one last thing i got to put out there. Uh, Calvin Ridley is the first rookie in NFL history to have six touchdown catches in his first four games. It's unbelievable. He's playing good. Yeah. I think it's a byproduct of his, first of all, his ability and understanding, if you look at the route he runs on Drake or Patrick, former Alabama player as well, he runs a little nod route. We run a lot of double out back in the flat in a, in a, in a quick out to the outside or mm-hmm. a, a speed out shock to the mm-hmm. outside, 12-yard speed out. Yep. He had done that in the game, and he made it look just like the speed out, little nod to the out, and went right by Drake or Patrick. 
made him look really bad. Kirkpatrick even slapped his side of his leg saying, <laughs> hey, you got me on that one, Rook. No he's, question about he's it. He's a violent cutter. Uh, he, yeah. He's unbelievable. Uh, I think I've said he's unbelievable about seven times now. So uh, you're listening to Falcons Audible, by the way, and uh, it's presented by AT&T. I'm Matt Speak, joined with uh, DJ Shockley and, and the one and only Dave Archer. If you want to call Shock, in. So one, one and only. One and only. He was a junior, okay. but he was I'll prop you up next time. Um, <laughs> if you want to call in and you got a comment for us, the number is 470-341. Almost have it memorized. 4177. That is, one more time, 470. 371. 341. 341, sorry. 4177. That was close. Uh, we're going to actually listen to a, uh, a caller right now. Let's react. Sam, what we got? Sam, Sammy. Come Sam, on, Sam. Sam, our producer. You're not going to uh, sing for us, are you, Sam? My name is Paris from Atlanta. Uh, with the utmost respect to Dan Quinn, the offense did an outstanding job as best they could. But the defensive line needs to step up. Tack McKinley, you're great. The linebackers, I don't know where they are. And the second, we need help in the worst way. What's it going to take for us to make a trade, get clowny, pick up Whoa. somebody, or make a trade with a draft pick? Jadavian Salary cap be damned. Just want to get Can I say of... that? Can I say that? Be damned? Well, first of all, I'm not... the end all be all? Is he, is he that guy? I'm not sure what game... You know, and all due respect, thank you for the call. Appreciate you. We want to encourage people to call back. After the game, preferably, call us and give your comments about the game. Uh, Matt will give you that number again here in a few moments. But um, and all, with all due respect, I hope you watched the no. second half of the game. You didn't turn it off and it was 24-20 at half. 20-24 at halftime. Tack had three sacks second half. Vic Beasley is all over the quarterback in the final drive. In fact, I thought the, quarter, the Falcons got a little jobbed on the whole tuck thing. In fact, it was called correctly uh, in the Sunday, Sunday night, night game. game. The ball was called a fumble in the Sunday night game, which if you're trying to pull the ball back and you can see his right hand obviously coming up, the ball's dislodged regardless. Yeah. But that was Tack coming over the edge on the pass rush to the outside. So Tack's around the quarterback. Did he get him on the ground? No, but I thought pass rush was there. So, all, all due respect, I, I, I don't know if you saw the second half. Yeah, I don't think we can go out and get clowny. But in defense of the deep. caller, in defense of the caller, I think, you know, what fans, I get a lot of emails. The fans just want to see more of a pass rush um, because they know, as he pointed out, we're a little bit vulnerable right now in the back end. And the best medicine for a vulnerable back end is a, is a, is a pass rush up front. A very but, formidable uh, front end? If if, there if you, you go. If you ask, if you ask <laughs> any defensive lineman. But they need help. I mean, that's. I think that's what he's trying to say. That's, that's what you got yeah. in the second half. You did. But but, 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 here, but here's why. Because the back end works with the front end. We're the front end the works in the back end. Right now. It's so. not all about sacks all the time. I and know, but we, that's we talk what about they're seeing. The pressures, forcing him to hold a football, forcing him to throw it away, force him to throw it in spots he doesn't want to. Those are pressures that you can – that you can be really happy about. And sometimes, yeah, you want the sacks. The sacks are great. We, we all want more sacks. Dan Quinn we'll wants more, more sacks. sacks. He, yeah. he'll, if, you, if anybody can sack the quarterback, I'll give you Dan Quinn's number uh, because he'll talk to you. But you look at the amount of man coverage you played, the ability to be able to make him hold a football, and then here comes the sacks. It's ironic how they go hand in hand. When you got zone coverage and the quarterback can just, boom, here's a check down, here's an open zone, here's a little five-yard hitch route, Here's a little slant, and it happens that fast. Mm-hmm. There's not there's not anybody in the National Football League rushing the passer, even 
you know, whoever's leading the league in sacks will get to a quarterback who can get rid of that fast. When you got man coverage and your your guys outside fighting with the defensive back to get off press you're coverage, back, you're holding the quarterback. You're holding the football. You're, so I'm now, sorry, you're holding the ball. On so now break. you got yeah. a chance to get after him. So it all works hand in hand, back in the front end, front end to the back end. Yeah. Um, any more thoughts on well, it, what I mean, was his name? Terrence? Was, Terrence. I think he was talking about Thanks all three call, levels Terrence. of the defense. There's no question the secondary's got to tighten up, especially when you are making the quarterback hold the ball. There was a couple of moments in that final drive where you had an opportunity to get off the field, and you've got to plaster coverage a little bit better. I thought they did a nice job of mixing some routes up. Tyler Boyd was their feature guy in that oh. final drive until they got the ball to AJ Green. Uh, Boyd was running that shallow crossing route on Trufant a ton. Yeah. Now, when you play in the slot, it's different than playing in the corner. He's got a two-way go on you. When you're playing outside at corner, you've got the boundary as an extra defender. Don't have that on the inside. So, True is trying to play him head up. He got beat a couple times across the field. Actually, he's in perfect position. You've got to catch the football, True. Mm -hmm. He got a chance to intercept the, game, intercept the ball and win the game. But they ran that crossing route about four times, and then what do they do on fourth down? And they they ran a real retrace <laughs> route, ran him down and came back out. True's trying to take away that crossing route. So you can tell how tough it is to play man coverage all the time. Uh, but I think that will begin to tighten up the more reps you get. You're going to get a little bit more of an opportunity to be better. You're going to have to be better this week because you got a receiver court that's pretty good this week in Steelers. Yeah, I think we all can agree that they're going to do something. They're going to change it up. Uh, a lot of emails this morning asking, hey, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? I think you saw a little glimpse of it in the second Absolutely. half. Absolutely. Um, yeah, there's no help out there. Nobody's coming. Yeah. You know, and I think people want us to go no get people. The there's nobody out there walking yeah. the streets. And I know there was a lot of discussion about Eric Reed. Yes. Eric Reed would have not made any difference in this game, folks. He plays safety. The safety wasn't the issue in this game. It was a, the ability to reroute guys and all that kind of stuff. So, and I'm not even sure he would have known what we were doing. And that's the point we were yeah. trying to make last week was, if you brought a guy in, he has to be a guy that knows right now exactly where he belongs in this system and know how to play it and, and how to verbally communicated and we we've talked about it communication is key especially on this in the back end especially in a game show. like it was yesterday got to be better on defense especially we just got to be better and there's important. no help coming as uh, dan gad would tell you and also chuck knox dan who chuck knoll chuck knoll chuck knoll chuck knoll whoa, 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 whoa. chuck knox was a good coach he too. was a good coach Come on. he didn't make say the quote chuck ground knoll i know and, but first of all chuck came knox from dan and he was copied by chuck knoll yeah i'm yeah. not that old oh okay sorry we, dan gad everybody so, hey, if you don't Terrence, like this thanks. broadcast, the guy to talk to is Dan Gad, by the way. There you go. Dan, you want to give him your cell phone? Let him know where they can reach you. No, but the number we want people <laughs> to call in is 470-341-4177. Terrence, Say once again. again. You again. Read it out. Read no. it out. Say it again. You, you memorize it? Uh, no. Give it's me a hard number to memorize. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, let's segue here. Pittsburgh trivia. Okay. Did you guys know that Pittsburgh is the home of the emoticon? Did not. You know, the emoticons? Yeah, I knew that, yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. Carnegie Mellon uh, professor created No idea. It. Okay. 1980. And your favorite movie, Flashdance, it's, it was filmed in. Was uh, it? was filmed in Pittsburgh. What a, oh, yeah. what a feeling. What a feeling, Dave. There you go. You and Irene Cara. <laughs> Take your passion. Who knew? Uh, I have no Mr. Idea Rogers, too. You ever heard of Mr. Rogers? Yeah, he's. I film know his, Mr. Rogers. This is the first wait, one I know, you know now. Yes. One? Can you sing that jingle? I'm one for three right now. Shock actually has you know some that? of Mr. Rogers' sweaters in his closet. I do. I'm going to wear them next week. Are you? Oh, do you I'm going to bring you, know you the one, song? Too. Do I know the song? No, I just know who it is. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah, I know that song. 
It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Well, you, know, Frank, that was, you know, that was based in Oakland, a little suburb of Pittsburgh. He, and he lived there. The Oakland Zoo, that's where the Pitt Panthers play basketball. They're yeah. Officially off the ranch. Yeah, so. Now that Whenever we, we now do that one of these sidebar things, we kind of get trivia. Well, that's where we're heading. That's where the Falcons are heading this week. That's why you brought up all this stuff. Iron City, baby. It's a tough place to play, Dave. Though they lost their last night to the Ravens. Yeah, it's a, a Ravens it's, team. I think is pretty good, like those Bengals. Yeah, it's this, this. The Steeler team is one that's kind of offensively dominated. It's it's interesting because it, when you thought about Pittsburgh, you thought about the steel curtain and you thought about the defense back mm. in the day. And even in recent times, when you had Joy Porter coming off oh, the yeah. edge, and you had, you had Palomalu rolling the range in the back, range in the backside, they've struggled defensively, much like Atlanta has, yeah. trying to find guys to make plays. But they do have some people on that side that can beat you up. Uh, I mean, come on. That's a no, local no call. That's a local here. call. I'm not going to take that. If it had been a long distance that, call, uh, four seven zero number two, maybe. Was that was that Mike Tomlin? He. Is that Mike Tomlin you, you're talking about? It is, yeah. How'd you know? Uh, anyway, this is a deep. That's this a is a, fine for Archer. This is an offense uh, surrounded by Ben Ben Roethlisberger, who different quarterback now. It's a huge. Fine. You take right. a a Cam Newton, <laughs> and you kind of mix him in with a guy that can move around, uh, a guy that's uh, a good passer. Yeah. And that, that just sounded really bad about Cam Newton, didn't it? <laughs> uh, I tried to make that point yeah. when we were talking about the Panthers, but you guys wanted none. That he was a bad passer? Yeah, he just can't throw say the deep it ball. Then. Say yeah. it, then. Yeah, I'm not going to say that. He can throw the deep ball. He just can't throw the underneath <laughs> ball. But anyway, um, <laughs> Roethlisberger is a guy that's going to stand in and hold the rock and buy time, and he creates opportunities. Saw it happen last night. Anybody that watched the game uh, against Baltimore, he has the ability because the big body just doesn't go down, buys time and gets guys the ball, and his guys stay on the routes and they find ways to get open. Yeah, they're one, two, and one. You made a reference to this the steel curtain defense. Can you name any of those guys? Just curious. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Mean Joe Green. Yep. Mean Dwight Joe White. Green. Yep. Uh, then you want to get into the back end. How about those linebackers? Well, that's what I'm talking about. The back part of the defense. Yeah. Lambert. Ham. Jack Lambert. Jack Ham. Yeah. Russell. Who's your favorite in the group? Mel Blunt was pretty good. Blunt played corner, one of the bigger corners in his day. Mel's a good dude. Had the same dome you got, by the way. Yeah, it's a fine yeah. dome. I'm a part of that way. dome now. Once you go bald, you never go back, right? I don't know. Oh, I don't. can't have good hair like you are. Yeah, too. I know. <laughs> Two bald guys and the man. I actually, <laughs> I actually think that the Falcons match up well against uh, the Steelers. You like the matchup? I do. Okay. I do. Why do you and like the matchup? The biggest, the biggest reason why is Le'Veon Bell isn't going to play. He said he is playing. I he's didn't know. not going to play. Oh, uh, James Conner. You don't like James Conner. James Conner's okay, but he's not Le'Veon Bell. Okay. And uh, you know, I think the last two weeks, um, you know, against New Orleans and against Cincinnati, they're both balanced teams. I think, I don't think Pittsburgh's as good as those offenses. Pretty good. A, a, Antonio Brown's a good receiver, but. I think as far as overall balance, that's my take. I think they match up well, and I think that uh, you're gonna, I you're like gonna, them moving forward into this you're game. You're going to have the same issue teams have when they face the Atlanta Falcons offense is you got to double 84. You got to find a way because you got to know where he is at all times. And we saw it. If you watched the game, you know, last night when they played Baltimore, right. it doesn't take but one play for him to hit a deep ball, and now he's all into it. See, I, see I, would, I, I think I disagree with the shock, and this is why. I don't think that you have to double 84. I think you've got to disrupt him, and that means playing the way we played this week. But this is why I brought this up earlier. 
because you've got a quarterback, yes, he can move around some, but you know pretty much where he's going to be. Is this the week that you use five and six man pressures to put it on him right away? Get a lot of guys, get him on the ground Mm -hmm. and, and man up on the outside. I think you're going to see more of that. I would expect that. I'm not, I think you, sure, you're going to shade occasionally at 84, but I don't think you can afford to double Antonio Brown because I think they're pretty good across the board. What do you got? James Washington. Juju. Um, you got Juju Smith-Schuster can make some plays. He can. Their tight ends are good receivers. Vance, McDonald, yeah. uh, Vance McDonald and uh, Jesse James. James. Two good tight ends. Yes. I think you heat him up. Change his thought process. How quickly can I diagnose what you're doing? They want to throw slants. Take those away. Make him throw the ball down the field. Make him hold it a little bit. I think you could get after this group. And now you're going to have to. I don't think you can sit back because what's going to happen is exactly what Shock's been talking about. He's going to throw the slants, the hitches, and let these guys catch and run. I agree with you. I think they match up well. or I think they'll play better than they played this past week. And I, 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 that offense outside of A.B. doesn't really scare me. I think the Bengals actually had more weapons across the board. Uh, with A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd was impressed the heck out of me yesterday. He's mm-hmm. a good receiver, and John Ross can fly. And t- it's unfortunate what happened to Eifert, but I just think collectively with Geo, they, they, I was more concerned about the Bengals than I am the Steelers. So I, I like the, the Falcons heading into this game. You got a different type of back in Connor, and yep. obviously in Geo. Geo was a more shiftier guy who found those little holes, kind of looked like Ito, who yeah. we have here, who is very shifty, can find those, you know, hard on yards. And this week you're going to have more of a bruiser type back. And I think that fits well for our defense. They want a guy who's going to come downhill at them, and uh, those guys will be ready for that challenge. What do you think? Any predictions, Arch? I know, uh, are you allowed to make a prediction? If you're I don't think so. The game? I don't think you're, okay. Well, I think you can. I mean, it's not like we're going to What's network that? broadcast on TV or anything like that. <laughs> I think we win the game. What do you think? I agree. Uh, I think especially because – your back was against the wall this week, but I think you found something on the defensive side of the ball that's going to help you. And, and now, now, now you have something else to add to that tool belt along with what you already have. And don't forget, I mean, I, I know there's a lot of people out there saying, okay, the season's over, we're one and three, okay? We, we were three and oh a year ago and lost three in a row to three AFC teams last year. Two of them in our building mm. to two teams that people didn't like at all, the Dolphins Miami, Buffalo or the Buffalo. Now, Buffalo made the playoffs, but... They were two teams that didn't match. And all the, what's wrong with the offense? We're great on defense. What's wrong with the offense? You just flip the script. What's wrong with the defense? And rightly so. There's some issues we got to iron out if we want to have a chance to win. But the offense operating at a high level. But you're kind of in a similar situation. You were 4-4 four and four a year ago. Would everybody take 4-4 four and four right now? They probably would, right? That team ended 10-6 and six and went to the playoffs. So right. they, I think that we're way too or Let's pump the brakes on everything's over. Falcons started off 3-1, and one, went 1-3. One and three. We're 1-3 and three right now. They're 1-1 one and one in the, the division. And as Matt Ryan pointed out after the game, there's such a small margin for wins and losses in this league. And you look around the league at the scores. You know, sometimes... I, I sometimes wonder if people just kind of can wrap their heads around that. It's just, it's a play here, it's a play there. Um, and we, I think we documented pretty yeah. well that the defense and the offense, if they just make a play or two, they win that game yesterday. Um, How crazy is the league, man? I yeah. Mean, it's Trubisky throws six TDs yesterday. I mean, yeah. they ran Tampa out of the building. We saw the same thing happen a week ago. Buffalo runs minnesota out of their own building yeah I don't and know. it's a buffalo that, that team that got beat game. 54 to 6 in the opening weekend by the ravens 
It's a crazy, crazy that's why, season. That's man. why it's so big to flush out from one week to another. Yeah. Because anything can happen from one week to another. You never know what's going to click for a team in one week, mm-hmm. and then that could propel you for the rest of the year. And I the mean, fans go like this. They, yeah. they react the same way. And I get it. It's it's an emotional game, and you, 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 As you, you should get be. frustrated. You should be invested in your team like that. You should Nothing be Nothing wrong with that. But you can't fire the staff, and you can't go buy well, free Dirk Cutter agents, said and you can't he trade should, for everybody. Dirk Cutter said they should fire Unless you're Dirk Cutter, right? <laughs> what do you say? The whole staff, everybody whole should be staff, fired. Fire him, yeah. Uh, I love when coaches say stuff like that. What about John McKay? He's, they asked him in his first game, hey, coach, what was, what'd you think of your team's execution? He said, I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, or you could even go to the, to the great, Rich, you could even Rich go to the great movie Unnecessary Roughness with Robert Loja as your head coach. Coach, what's, uh, let's analyze what's been going right. Not a thing. Have you, have you <laughs> that with Paul Crane right there. Have you seen that movie? Paul Crane, yes. Okay, wow. You saw, Come okay. on. Right. Come on. I mean, who's buying Scott Bakula as quarterback? Anybody yeah. buying that? Uh, guys, that's going to do it for us here on Falcons Audible, uh, presented by AT&T. Uh, I had fun today with you guys. First time all season. I first did. time you had fun? Yeah. You've had yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, first time. Well, Congratulations, man. We had fun all the time. starting to so. like you guys a little bit. So, uh, we, I've always liked you. We're starting something to grow on.